Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Wednesday, July 13th, 2022. Stand up for your country. So just before uh, airtime here, we tape a little bit in advance. Uh, I got a missive from The Hill. That's a political news uh, website, thehill.com. And it said that below 20% of the American people want Biden to run for re-election again. Now, I don't know if that stat is true or not. It probably is with the inflation craziness that we saw today. We'll get into that in a little while. But I've been telling you for months that Biden is not going to run for re-election. It's virtually impossible for him to do that now. And I think he's going to resign about 30% chance next year, 2023, because it is an unmitigated disaster. So as it gets worse for President Biden, it also gets worse for the Democratic Party and the progressive movement. They're all tied in together. So as Biden declines, so does the Democratic Party, so does the progressive movement. And they don't know what to do. They don't know how to counter anything. They don't have any ability to problem solve. That was the reason that I opposed Biden's nomination so much, because in his whole history of being in the Senate, the man has never put forth an innovative solution to any problem in his life. He can't do it. He doesn't know how to do it. He doesn't care to do it. And now he's creating problems. (laughs) I mean, look, every one of us is losing under President Biden between five and $6,000 a year right now. And most Americans don't have that kind of money to lose every year, particularly if you have a lot of kids and, you know, your job is paying you a good wage, but taxes kill us and everything's going up. I mean, everything is going up. And that's why we've instituted the Smart Life segment, which we have tonight at the end of the program, to give you some ability to fight back against this madness. But anyway, um, I think that the progressive movement is done, and that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. Now, the only thing that the Democrats have and the progressive movement has is we hate Trump. That's all they have left. There aren't any policy successes. There isn't any innovative global warming, climate change thing on the horizon. There's nothing. It's we hate Trump. And which entity epitomizes we hate Trump? The January 6th committee in the House. And I want to get into that now. I don't cover this on a daily basis because I know you don't really care about it. You, my audience, on radio and television. And you know that it's designed to diminish Donald Trump to make sure he cannot be elected president again. That's what it's designed to do. It's not designed to find out truths or to prevent another January 6th attack on the Capitol. That's so far away from what they want to do. And everybody knows that. But the media takes that cudgel, all right? Cudgel is something you pound. And they, in my local left-wing newspaper, Newsday, there it is. Big headline today, January 6th committee, blah, 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 blah. means nothing. Doesn't mean anything to working people who are losing $6,000 a year. Nothing. So the only thing that the media was able to sell to the American public off this January 6th committee, the only thing 
was this woman, Cassidy Hutchinson, who worked in the Trump White House. Roll it. The president reached up towards the front of the vehicle to grab at the steering wheel. Mr. Engel grabbed his arm, said, sir, you need to take your hand off the steering wheel. We're going back to the West Wing. We're not going to the Capitol. Mr. Trump then used his free hand to lunge towards Bobby Engel. And Mr. when Mr. Renato had recounted this story to me, he had motioned towards his clavicles. Okay, so that is uncorroborated hearsay. It would never be admissible uh, as any kind of, say, evidence to get a warrant. All right, because she didn't see it. She's saying this is what somebody told me and no one will corroborate it. Instead, the Secret Service says never happened. He said, she said, but a little bit more than that. So the Secret Service will we'll come in uh, January 6th committee and testify under oath. It never happened. Did they call the Secret Service? No. Now, maybe they will down the road, but the road's kind of getting a little tight now, isn't it? So if they really knew that this happened, they would have called the Secret Service in under oath, but they didn't. Now, as a journalist and as an American, that tells me this is BS, <laughs> okay? It's BS. Now, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. Now, let's advance the story. So, there are two people that are spokespersons for the January 6th committee. Liz Cheney, you know about her. She in three weeks will be gone because the voters in Wyoming are going to boot her out of her seat. And a guy named Jamie Raskin, a Democratic congressman from Maryland. So here's what Raskin said this week. Go. White House counsel Pat Cipollone has corroborated um, almost everything that we had learned from the prior hearings. Um, and he had clearly tried to talk President Trump down from his efforts to uh, override the election. I mean, he, he had been apparently accepting and supportive of the lawsuits. Okay, that's just not true. And Raskin knows it's not true. So Cipollone, who was the uh, presidential counsel, um, his name is Pat Cipollone, I should say. Um, he uh, became counsel December 10th, 2018. 56 years old, New York City resident, married with 10 children. Guy's got 10 kids. So he took over, but he didn't confirm, uh, the, uh, Raskin says, almost everything. No, he didn't. That's just not true. And Raskin doesn't care what's true. He knows the media will run whatever he says. All right. So, again, the most important thing, accusation, was from this Cassidy Hutchinson. Now, we've done some investigating. It would be physically impossible for a president or any human being, any human being, sitting in the back seat of a limousine to reach across and grab the steering wheel. It's impossible. Physically impossible. You can't do it. All right. So, again, that just wipes it all out. But Cipollone, Cipollone is interesting, all right, because he was counsel. And uh, he did disagree with Donald Trump on January 6th. Roll the tape. With respect to the whole election fraud issue, 
that to me is sort of if you're going to make those kind of claims, and people were open to them early on because people were making all sorts of claims. And the real question is, show the evidence, okay? Okay, that's what we've said from the very beginning. You cannot make a blanket statement that there was massive fraud in the election unless you have evidence to back it up. There is some evidence. The Zuckerberg Wisconsin stuff is the strongest. But certainly uh, on January 6th, 2021, that evidence did not exist. So Cipollone disagreed with his boss, Donald Trump. That is true. And most people in the White House at that point did not want President Trump to go to the Capitol after that riot began. That is true. So I'm going to just give you this one last time because I don't want to be repetitive. All right. We're going to do this for the record because I know what happened. So three days before, on January 3rd, 2021, the White House knew that there was going to be a big demonstration in Washington. They also knew that people were coming in with some kind of harm potential. They didn't know specifically, but they knew it could get out of hand. The next day, the 4th, the White House, Donald Trump, began discussions with the Pentagon about moving National Guard into D.C. to protect all government buildings, not just the Capitol, but the White House, all. But the law states clearly that in order to put troops in front of the Capitol on the Capitol grounds, because if you've been to the Capitol, it's a huge, you know, uh, complex, that Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, has to request, along with Washington, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser. On the 5th, that was given to Pelosi and Bowser, that the White House was recommending National Guard be brought in by the Pentagon. Those women did not reply. And so the guard was alerted, and this is all fact. It's absolute backed up fact. So that throws all criminal referrals about Donald Trump right out the window. Because if he wanted to incite violence, why would there be high-level meetings three days out to bring in a protective agency, the National Guard? It's a, you know, that's it. That's the esculpatory evidence that will knock out any kind of madness going forward. But the propaganda value of the January 6th committee is the only thing that progressive Democrats have now. That's it. All right. So what I am telling you is absolutely true. Was there strife between Donald Trump and his staff? Yes, there was. Trump, as always, reacted emotionally. Did Trump want a demonstration on his behalf in Washington? Yes, he did. He wanted one, a big demonstration. But he didn't want violence because that would have been insane. And he's not insane. So that is the truth. And that is the memo. Now let's go to Joe Biden. He's in Israel for a long time. He's not going to do anything there. He's just visiting and shaking hands. I guess he's trying to, you know, make amends. The Israelis love Trump, but they don't like Biden so much. And then on Saturday, he goes to Saudi Arabia. And this is embarrassing. 
So I talk about this with Sean Hannity on Hannity's radio program today. It's embarrassing that, that Joe Biden attacks the American fossil fuel industry, drives uh, oil and gas prices up in the United States and worldwide, and now has to go to OPEC and plea that they harvest more oil. I mean, come on. How embarrassing is that? And that's what he's doing. So, you know, what do you say? He's another blunder from Joe Biden. Inflation stats out today, 9.1%. That means, as I said, $6,000 out of your pocket since Biden took over. Probably more than that. I think the six grand is a year figure, probably more. So energy up 42%, food up 10% at least. Depends on where you live in a country. Um, it's crazy. Now, energy prices are coming down. Gas prices come down a little. If he makes a deal with OPEC, and I think Biden will, because the Saudis will go, we want this, and Biden will give it to them. Whatever they want. I don't know what they want. Probably guns, arms, planes, drones, something like that. So oil is going to come down a bit. But you're paying $4.70 rather than $5. All right, it's a little bit better, but come on. Again, I'll remind you under Trump, gasoline averaged $2.40 a gallon. All right, 70% of Americans, according to Magnify Money, which is some group that does this kind of stuff, believe that a recession is coming. It's already here. I told you it's already here. Um, here are the questions. Do you think a recession is coming? 70s, yes. Uh, no, six. <laughs> Not sure, 24. Um, do you feel financially prepared for a recession? Yes, 32. No, 68. What are you doing to fight? Uh, or prepare for a recession, cutting back spending 62%. That's absolutely what's happening. And we'll give you some good tips at the end of the broadcast to help you in that regard. Now, in the face of all this, uh, the, I call them totalitarian left, that wants to run the country with no dissent, they attack people like me, all right, and other people, um, because they won't even consider our point of view. And if a lefty like Bill Maher, the comedian on HBO, if he criticizes them, they go crazy. And Dave Chappelle, the comedian, you know, on and on and on and on. So they don't have any sense of humor. That's gone. Now, it used to be they did. And I'm going to run you a clip. O'Reilly John Stewart, you know the relationship that I had with him. Stewart is an ardent liberal, remains so this day. But we had fun with Stewart. Roll the tape. You were, you were on Oprah. I was on with Oprah. this book. With this book. Yes. I can't. I can't get on Oprah. She doesn't like you. I know why. Why do you think she? You're not likable. Is that right? Yes. It's just as simple as that. <laughs> no, it's not as simple as that. I don't know why. Maybe she likes you. She you're, really likes. But you. your books are more polemics. This book is is Nonsense. good humor. <laughs> Nonsense gibberish, well crafted satire, depending on if I were on, let's say, a, a different network. But it's yes, <laughs> she enjoys that. She's not as into uh, the polemic, let's say. Okay, so, so she, she doesn't want to talk politics with somebody like me. That's right. She'd rather talk nonsense with somebody like you. Now you're understanding daytime television. Well done, sir. All right, so, I mean, that was just gold, all right? So we had a, a good relationship, John Stewart and me, and everybody watched, you know? And it kind of brought a little comfort to both sides that you can have that kind of a dialogue. Um, but that's gone. So the guy who knows it's gone is Eddie Scari, who uh, writes for the Washington Examiner. I want to get that correct. And he's got a, a little book, cute little book uh, out. Liberal Misery. Is, you see that little unhappy face there? Uh, 
And he uh, makes the point that it's it's really brutal out there. Eddie joins us from Washington. Um, when did it when did it change? When did it turn? I would say that there was a real turning point. This has been the case for a while, but when I really started to notice it was in 2020. Um, it was the campaign that was obviously very tense. Um, there was the, the COVID nagging, stay home, social distance. Uh, why are you traveling? Wear your mask. Um, and then, of course, there were the, um, the mostly peaceful George Floyd riots. Um, and I'm, I'm, in that atmosphere, I started, you know, ha- there were there were people I live in Washington, D.C., so uh, most of the people I deal with and associate with just happen to be liberal. Uh, it's a very liberal place. Um, I, th- there were friends that no longer wanted to talk to me. Um, if I was going on a date or even just like social gatherings, dinner parties, there were p- there were people who would suddenly erupt if you disagreed with them um, and make you feel very, very uncomfortable, despite the fact that you're a perfect stranger. Um, and yet they felt with impunity that they could say whatever it was they had to say and everyone should agree with it. That was when I started feeling the misery. And I would ask myself, why are liberals so miserable? Um, and then I, I, I found while researching my book that there's actually a lot of data, surveys and studies that answered that exact question. <laughs> All right. But it, I think you hit it. It was Donald Trump's election that really put the progressives into the miserable category. Number one, yes. they couldn't believe it, that he was elected. And number two, they hate him so much. It's a visceral, emotional hate to this day, no matter how much Joe Biden destroys the country matter how many problems Biden brings, they would still vote for Biden over Trump. And that kind of irrational hatred, that just threw all discourse out. The, the clip I used with Jon Stewart was 2010. And, you know, it was intense. I mean, the Iraq war was intense. Uh, Barack Obama was intense. A lot of conservatives didn't like him. But you could still have that kind of, you know, genial back and forth. And now you can't. You never. Do you see any of that on cable TV or network TV? Any of that back and forth that Stuart and I once did? No, absolutely not. Um, one thing I will say is, yes, I do think that Donald Trump, the election of Donald Trump kind of put this whole thing on steroids because he is everything and his supporters are everything that liberals hate. Masculinity, um, independence, strong independence. Um, and, and I would say even patriotism for this country. Uh, but I, I, that was something I also wondered was, did it, did it 100% start there? But there, there were, uh, like I was telling you, there's all these surveys and studies about this. <clears throat> I found that, um, you know, Pew, Gallup, they tend to ask this, uh, similar questions each year. I went back to the Obama years and found that they were kind of expressing the same sentiment. They were, expre- they were Democrats and liberals were more likely to express it uh, a less satisfaction with their lives in every aspect, by the way, um, they were more likely to say that they would that they would block somebody on social media because they didn't agree with them. More likely to say they're less happy with their marriages, their families, their where they live, um, what their jobs are. Um, so it's it wasn't just Trump. But yes, I do think that he put it on steroids. And then yeah, that, to, answer, to, emerged, to your other point. Dan, right. And, and one of the surveys that you cite in your book says that religious people are the happiest group in America. Um, yes, so if that's, you're a believer, that's, something associated, that's yeah. something associated with happiness is religiosity. Right, right, because it's a higher power and then there, there's, there's uh, a prayer that things might get better and, and, and there's a hope. Hope is the big thing. Now, 
one of the things that disturbs me about the progressive left is the totalitarian aspect of it. And the media has propped that up. So Hollywood, almost 100 percent now progressive. I know very talented producers, writers and actors who can't work because they won't be hired unless they take this kind of are you a progressive? You know, it's almost like the McCarthy era. It is like the McCarthy era in reverse. You couple that with all of the media, corporate media, with the exception of Fox News, being left wing and younger Americans, say ages 15 to 30, they're indoctrinated because all they hear and see in entertainment, on the Internet, on the news is left wing propaganda. Am I wrong? No, there's an entire chapter about that um, in liberal misery that is just, if you don't, <laughs> when it comes to entertainment, TV, Hollywood, movies, um, unless you're going to be really boring, you cannot say anything. Um, you look at all of the late night shows, they're not funny anymore. You look at the award shows, which used to be a, used to be something everyone enjoyed watching. You would get fun music, funny comedy, all sorts of stuff. Um, those are just now just, uh, just basically political activism. Um, and that's... The reason for that um, is something I found was just that there is this this all consuming nature about politics with liberals and Democrats. It's what they wake up thinking about. It's what they go to bed thinking about. It has become something that they cannot take a break. That's why they can't entertain an idea, as you were just saying. Liberals don't want to see Jon Stewart with Bill O'Reilly. They want to see Jon Stewart with uh, Noah whatever, the guy who replaced him. They want to see, and, and that guy is so unfunny. I cite him as an example in the book. He basically comes on TV and just says everyone's racist. That, that's his comedy routine. Right, but none of them <laughs> so, are yes, successful. The entertainment is gone. Right. The three late night hosts are not successful. They don't draw an audience. Trevor Noah, you're referring to, took to its place. Not successful. Uh, all uh, none of them are successful. But you know what? Chelsea corporate Handler. Media, corporate media doesn't care. They don't care. Oh, they no. would, they're taking less profit. Because they want that ideology front and center rather than a Johnny Carson or a Jay Leno or even Letterman, because I had a lot of good back and forth with Letterman. Okay, they would rather have fewer viewers than to stop the progressive madness. Last word. Yeah, and because that this is another theme in my book that corporations, the reason why everything is so woke now is because the left has pressured them and said, we are going to destroy your company if you don't come out and say exactly what we want, yeah. we want you to say. You do not see that on the right. And that's another factor of liberal misery. <laughs> All right. The book, Liberal Misery, How the Hateful Left Sucks Joy Out of Everything and Everyone, out now in softback. So it's not going to cost you a lot of money to read Eddie's uh, book, and I think you'll uh, learn something from it. Thanks, Ed. We appreciate you coming on. Thanks, Bill. Okay, let's go over to Ovaldi. Uh, so there's a tape, new tape out. Uh, I'm not going to really get into the tape too much because it's such a tragic thing. I mean, it's ridiculous um, that, you know, all these children were killed, 17 of them, um, and uh, 19 students, two teachers, okay? So uh, now the tape uh, chronicles that it took one hour and 17 minutes for law enforcement to confront the murderer. So obviously this is unacceptable, and, and, but it, it's a more, in, not important, it's, it's a more vivid display of the point I want to make here, which is a point that every American should understand. 
the police, and I am a police supporter. My grandfather was a New York City police officer, okay? The police cannot, and in some cases will not, protect Americans from violence. Ovaldi is a perfect example. There's no excuse for this incompetence. None. But those kids, and I don't know whether they could be saved or not, 19 of them are dead. And the authorities waited outside for one hour and 17 minutes. No. So therefore, many Americans say we have to protect ourselves with guns. All right. And we need the ARs and we need, um, you know, we need permits to carry. We need the Second Amendment at the highest level because we have to protect ourselves. Now, I think most Americans are in that group now because they've seen that the authorities cannot protect you. But here's the irony of it. The totalitarian left that we're just talking about, they want to ban, in some cases, all guns. They'd like to go to the Japan system. All right, no guns. All right, but at the very minimum, ban weapons of war, the ARs and things like that. Okay. So we did an analysis of this. So from 2000, uh, from 1994 to 2004, ARs were banned in this country, okay, for 10 years. Before the ban, mass murder deaths in the USA, which is four or more fatalities, that's a mass murder event, four or more, averaged seven a year, okay? up until 1994. Then when the ban took place for 10 years, it dropped to five a year, okay? Then after the ban was lifted on weapons of war, it went up to 25 a year. Now that's a big jump, a five-fold jump of uh, mass shootings. But here's the kicker. According to the FBI, 2.6 of all gun homicides are mass shootings. 2.6. 97.4 are criminals. Okay? Now, you don't diminish the 2.6 because the 19 kids are dead in Ivaldi and the others. The Florida incident, the Connecticut incident, you can't diminish it. But it's infinitesimal. However, the progressive left, Joe Biden, all the Democratic Party, they want to ban the weapons, but they don't want to crack down on the criminals who have illegal weapons. They don't want to do that. Stop and frisk, throw it out. That was the most effective law enforcement tool to keep guns off the street and to keep gun-toting criminals at bay. Stop and frisk, throw it out. That's what the left wants. So the left doesn't want to solve the gun violence problem. It just wants to ban guns. Because the progressive left believes that Americans shouldn't have the ability to protect themselves or do much of anything else. The government has, in their eyes, the authority to tell us what to do in every case. That's what progressive leftism is. The government runs the economy, tells you how much money you can have. The government tells you what kind of car, what kind of fuel, 
what kind of food. The whole thing is totalitarian. And in every single totalitarian state has ever existed from the Nazis to the Russians to the Chinese to the Venezuelans to the Cubans, guns are the first thing that were banned. So you know. Texas wind power. So down in Texas, I got a lot of friends down there. It is hot, as it is every summer. But now it's really hot. So about 15% of uh, electricity in Texas is generated by wind or solar. Now, there's plenty of sun, but there's no wind. So wind turbines are operating at 8% of their potential output during this hellacious heat wave in Texas. These little windmills, only 8% as their output. So there have been almost 6,500 brownouts across the state of Texas where you lose air because the windmills can't supply the energy needed. This is the Green New Deal stuff. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA with more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers? I have their trees and plants at my home and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. Amazing. Dartmouth study. So Dartmouth is an Ivy League college in New Hampshire, very liberal. They do a study on how much damage fossil fuel emissions are doing to the planet. Now, I'll submit to you that this study was designed to say to all of us, global warming is a threat and it's man-made and you should do whatever the progressive left wants you to do. That's why the study was designed. But it's interesting what they found out. So the biggest emitters in the world are USA, China, India, Russia, and Brazil. The biggest emitters of fossil fuels into the air that are uh, hurting the ozone layer and causing the earth to warm. All right. Now, in the USA, we're trying to mitigate that. And sometimes that has hurt our economy, which we really can't afford. But in India, which will soon become the world's most populated country, according to our international partner, Daily Chatter, next year, India is going to have more people than anybody else on the planet. India, China, and Russia aren't cooperating with anything. Nothing. They're they're putting coal out there, anything that they they need to power. And they're not going to hurt their economies. Russia economy is faltering because of Ukraine. India is a mess. The biggest polluter on the face of the earth by far is India. 
And China's economy is going like this too. They're not going to do anything. So it all falls on USA. And Brazil's not going to do anything. Come on. And to me, as I am an environmentalist, I want the United States to lead the way. But you can't punish the American citizen in doing so. Hey, Texas, you know, I respect the wind turbines down there, but you need air conditioning. Okay, U.S. Central Command announces another ISIS leader has been waxed. He's off the face of the earth. A drone hit him. His name is Mar al-Agal, A-G-A-L. There he is. He's dust. Okay, good. And Killing the Killers goes into how the USA is doing this with the drones. Okay? Now, a lot of people say Biden, Biden, Biden. Biden kept in place the drone warfare and the hunt for ISIS al-Qaeda. That has not been dismantled. So the same people that were doing it on Trump are very effective, are still there. So say goodbye to Mahar al-Agal. I wouldn't want to be where he is right now. He's dead. And please read Killing the Killers, and you'll find out exactly what the USA is doing in your name to protect you. Richest counties in America. All right, here they are. Number 15, Somerset County, New Jersey. All right, it is a suburb of New York City. Morris County, New Jersey, same. Hunterdon County, New Jersey, same. Then we go to San Francisco County. Los Alamos County, New Mexico is, I didn't know that. This is northwest of Santa Fe, the 11th richest county. I did not know that in the USA. Nassau County, where I am right now. Douglas County, Colorado, 40 miles south of Denver, suburb to Denver. Second crew, number eight, Marin County, just there, very affluent place over the Golden Gate Bridge. Arlington County, Virginia, you know that, right outside of D.C. Howard County, Maryland, right outside of D.C. Fairfax County, Virginia, right outside of D.C. San Mateo County, directly south of San Francisco. Santa Clara, that is between San Francisco and Monterey. Falls Church, Virginia, right outside of D.C. And number one, richest county in the USA, Loudoun County, where they had all that problem in the schools, that is a suburb of D.C. as well. Beautiful place, Loudoun County. All right, this day in history, July 13th, 1985, Live Aid hit the airwaves. Go. All right, it was 37 years ago. All of that was associated with Live Aid and was started by Bob Geldorf, who was a singer in a group, Boomtown Rats. They raised an amazing $127 million. There's Geldorf. And it was to bring food to the starving people in Africa and Ethiopia. $127 million. However, as always, much of the money didn't get to the starving people. Okay, because there's no regulation. Once you raise the money and you send it into the countries, the Derg military junta that ruled Ethiopia at the time took it, a lot of it. Same thing with Haiti, you know the story there. 
You send the money over, boom, it's gone. But it was a noble effort, live aid, 37 years ago today. Right back with mail and a smart life segment. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. All right, let's get to the mail. We got Tanya, concierge member. Please check that out. It will enhance your life. Pete Buttigieg, the gas prices are up. I'm mad about it. The president is mad about it. You don't get elected to be mad, you moron. That's Tanya's word. You get elected to fix the problems. Right on, Tanya. John, concierge member, solar energy has been around for decades, and we have yet to see a significant technological breakthrough. That's true, but we shouldn't stop trying. Margaret, what I can't believe is why 81 million people in this country could not see the incompetence of Joe Biden. I really think that down the road we'll find out that the election was rigged and it was just like the Russia collusion story. The only way, Margaret, the only way that will ever be established is if a Republican president puts a special counsel investigation to look at the whole election. Trump might do it if he's reelected. I don't know. David Ostendorp, Baltimore. Did President Trump and Melania ever get their presidential portraits? Yes, they are underway. The National Portrait Gallery tells us those pictures are in motion. And they should be. Uh, Lawrence Cuatico, what's going on with the boosters? Already had my second shot. Now they want another one. Please explain. I can't explain it, Lawrence, in San Diego. All right. CDC says it mitigates COVID if you get it. You won't die, you won't have to go to the hospital. But it looks like an unending, and Americans are just kind of tuning out now. Tom and Priscilla Happel, Highlands Ranch, Colorado, nice town. Your program has helped all of us to understand why and to what degree the Democrats and media are going to, to alter America's way of life. Will the Republican Party, if elected in the midterms, take the bull by the horns and get us back on track? Well, I can promise you if the Republicans win, there'll be plenty of bull. 
I don't know about the horns, and I don't know if they'll solve any problems, but can't do any worse. Okay. Uh, we also uh, have advanced copies of Killing the Legends. You can order that on BillOReilly.com if you re-up your premium membership or um, upgrade to concierge membership free. And Killing the Killers, if you want that, get that free also. Word of the day, hackneyed, H-A-C-K-N-E-Y-E-D. Do not be hackneyed when writing to us. Bill at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name in town if you wish to opine. Back with the smart life in a moment. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to the Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so the Smart Life segment, and we need your help. If you have tips that can save your other fellow Americans money or smart things that you do, send them to us and we'll tell millions about them. All right, so for example, Alan Bourne in Wheeling, Illinois says, hey, Bill, when I go to a restaurant beforehand, I go to the website so I know what I'm getting into and I can calculate what I'm going to buy there. Very good. I do that. Kim, Atlanta, Georgia, Amazon Prime Day is Tuesday and Wednesday. And if you go there, you can get huge discounts on most stuff. I pre-ordered Killing the Killers with the discount, and we'll do the same thing with Killing the Legends. All right, Amazon Prime Day, Tuesday, Wednesday. I guess they, they switch it around, but yeah, you can buy food there. You can buy everything there. That's a great tip. Craig Chemily, Tingsboro, Massachusetts. Um, when I buy something online, which everybody does now, I immediately go and Google the product, and often they have discount coupons. Whoa, what a good tip. So say you want to buy a jacket or you want to buy, a, a, you know, some food or drinks, you go to Google, you put the product in, and then you could get, if they have it, and a lot of times they do, discounts. I didn't know that because I don't live on the Internet. But now Craig has helped me out because I buy stuff now, food in particular, you know, bulk food, and you get a 30% off coupon or something. Hey. So it used to be in the newspapers you got these discounted coupons, but now you Google a product. There it is. Uh, I bought a jacket because uh, 30% off. I need a little fall jacket coming up. That was great. Now, I hope it fits. You know, I am an XXL because they cut back the fabrics. So I'm a, I'm a big guy. I'm six foot four, about 205 pounds. All right, but I used to be an XL. Now I'm an XXL. I got a 36-inch waist. So that makes it pretty tough. Because a lot of the XXLs are, you know, built for uh, a linebacker. <laughs> so it comes in as like a 10. I'm sorry, I'm whining and I'm diverting. But anyway, food I know I can get and I know, I know there's not going to be a problem with it. 
on the internet. So check out Craig's suggestion on Google the item. And we want you, again, send us smart life tips, anything at all. Help your fellow Americans. We got to fight this Biden incompetence. That's what we're doing here. We're giving you tips to fight this craziness so you don't lose six, $7,000 a year. Thank you very much for listening on the radio, watching the No Spin News on our uh, distributors all over the world. We are very pleased you take the time. We'll see you again soon.